the coffee hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Wednesday, May 22nd. It's a fun day in the Golseth household. <laughs> Why is that? Nine years of marriage. Oh, that's right. Happy anniversary. Thanks. I thought you were going to say go Blues. Go Blues! <laughs> yeah, Luther is not... He's not a Blues fan. I mean, he'll watch it with me and he's excited, I think, but he's 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 from Arkansas. He doesn't do hockey. <laughs> That was probably a very broad generalization. Doesn't get cold enough for hockey there. uh, Yeah, actually, well, maybe. (laughs) There's teams in the South. But yeah, go Blues. They play hockey in Tampa, so it could be cold enough in Arkansas. It's fine. They just don't have a team. (laughs) They're all about the Razorbacks, so baseball and football. It is May and uh, National Foster Care Month, and I'm excited to to talk about that today. So we have some, some good stories to share with you today about foster care and real life foster parent in the studio excited to, to share that mm-hmm. story thanks to concordia university wisconsin for supporting the coffee hour you can find out more about concordia university wisconsin at cuw.edu live uncommon <laughs> see, oh somebody's gotta say the tagline right? live uncommon yeah they just finished commencement and i did see the uh, the pictures from bethesda yeah. college graduation as well they had a, a what, just about like seven, ten, somewhere around there, yeah, graduates. Good group. Um, yeah, really exciting to see that as well. Yeah. It is National Foster Care Month, and no better place to, no better team to help us address that than our friends from Lutheran Family and Children's Services of Missouri. Bev Schaefer in studio with us this morning, foster parent coordinator, and and it comes on on the coffee hour and, and other programs here on KFU to help us learn about this stuff. Bev, thanks so much for being our guest. Sure. Good morning, everybody. Always love the stories you bring mm-hmm. to share with us. And Debbie Wolf, program manager for Lutheran family and children services and debbie it's always a joy to have you in studio it's been about a year since we had a chance to talk thanks for coming back thank you very much for having us and suzanne pennycook she's a foster parent and has served as a foster parent for 30 years suzanne thanks so much for coming over to share your story today thank you for having me so what are the various types of foster care bev what are the, the there i understand there are a couple of different types of foster care Right. Um, At Lutheran, our major uh, foster care is doing respite care, our pre-adoptive foster care. So we really only have children zero to age five. And the children that come into our foster care come because the mother is asking for help. So it's voluntary foster care. Um, And then Debbie would be able to tell you a little bit more about children's division uh, foster care, which of course is involuntary where their children have been taken from the parents for some reason. Um, But we do case management at Lutheran for children who are in the state system. So we have several programs going Mm -hmm. on all the time. (laughs) Yeah. So, yes, um, we have a contract with the state, and we are responsible for 98 kids that have been removed from their homes. And we have case managers that are... Uh, essentially their surrogate parent and they are doing everything for them or with them um, to the hope is always that they are reunited with their parents but in some cases that doesn't happen and then the goal is to try to find them um, a long-term home and hopefully be adopted and some of our kids are some of our kids age out and they don't have a permanent home Mm. Um, but 
back to what Bev was saying, we also have our respite, which is involuntary, and it's so needed in this community. Mm -hmm. And that is for parents who may need to go to the hospital and don't have anybody safe to watch their two children or they need to go to rehab or maybe they are lost housing and they are going to go to a um shelter a shelter thank you i couldn't <laughs> think of the word go to a shelter but they don't want to take their little ones to the shelter so they are looking for a safe place for their children while they take care of whatever it is they need to take care of. And I love that Lutheran and a few other agencies in the St. Louis area offer this because in some of these cases, these kids would be um, eligible to go into children's division and we don't want that to happen. Mm -hmm. If this is a temporary situation, we just want to help these parents and then let the kids go back to their homes. Yeah. That's a that's such a great thing to be able to offer these families. Are there different uh, responsibilities or um, qualifications for parents for either side of fostering, or is it if if you're a foster parent, you can do either of these? Well, for Lutheran, because we're the children aren't in our in state's custody, and our voluntary foster care program. We have training, which they go through a whole home study, and we go over all of the different policies and procedures of Lutheran. But if you want to become a foster parent for Children's Division, the state has very specific training called mm -hmm. STARS training that you must take because the foster parents for Children's Division are dealing with so many more behaviors and issues and court and therapists and doctors uh, compared to our short-term foster care, which is normally 30 days, while Children's Division foster parents may have the children two years, three years. It, mm. it can go on for a very long time. So really, um, as far as being foster parents, they're both licensed by the state, but what Lutheran does and what the state does is very different. Absolutely. What are what are the needs for foster parents right now? Well, for Lutheran, <laughs> it sounds very specific, but our need really is for um, a foster family to live in St. Louis County. And if the mother can be, the foster mom can be an at-home mom. And the reason for that is, is that because our children are only in care for such a short time, we can't get them into daycare. So if the mother does happen to work and she has her mother or a best friend or someone else who could watch the baby while she works, we can work with that. Um, the reason why we need St. Louis County is that the Children's Service Fund helps fund us. And because it's people in St. Louis County who are paying that one quarter of a penny sales tax, of course, the fund wants us then to either have the child in St. Louis County or the mother has to be from St. Louis County. Hmm. This sounds complicated, right? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, and much of this process, I'm sure, sounds complicated, but... Um, LFCS has done great work to help people, to, to help families through this process and uncomplicate it. Mm -hmm. We sure try. <laughs> uh, Suzanne, let's, let's share your story. Um, when you first um, thought about being a, a foster parent, what were your expectations before that, that first child was placed into your care? 
I guess I could say, um, in all honesty, I didn't think that far. I just just thought, babies, you know, and uh, what fun. Um, I guess I was really, I really didn't know anything about foster care. It came to me through my church. Lutheran had put a paragraph paragraph (laughs) in the bulletin looking for uh, foster parents for newborns. And I was just sending off our youngest son, our last one in the bunch, to school that year. And I thought, well, I'll be home. And I hadn't worked at a quote-unquote real job (laughs) for like 10 years. So I thought, I don't know how to do any of that stuff, but I do know how to raise children. Mm. They lived, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And and, and besides the bulletin... I also ran into a foster mom. You know how they say things are meant to be? Mm-hmm. I went to a baby shower for a cousin's wife. And at that baby shower was the wife's sister who had in her arms a teeny tiny brand new baby. Mm-hmm. And so I gravitated over there <laughs> and I said, are you by any chance a foster parent? And she said, yes, I am. And I said, well, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. I said, who are you with? She said, Lutheran. And my lights started going <laughs> off. And I said, great. I said, I called them, but I kind of said, let me think about it and hung up. And she said, call back. Hmm. They need people. And at that time, I lived within the city limits of St. Louis. I'm now in St. Louis County. But um, she said, they really need people in the city. Call back. And I did. And I talked to this wonderful lady. I call her the, the first Jan. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she said, oh, sure, call this foster mom, talk to her, find out what it's about, and see if you're still interested. I said, okay. And I did. And then the paperwork started coming and the letters and the, what do you call physicals. it, fingerprints and the physicals and all that stuff. I thought, gee. Goodness gracious, I'm surprised they're going to let me have a baby. <laughs> um, but uh, it, it, it was really amazing. It, it was, I don't know, I guess it's a gene we have <laughs> that babies are so innocent. They, they didn't have any part in whatever reason it was that they're with me. So I just loved them and took care of them the way I knew and... People said, how could you do that? How could you, once you had that baby, how could you let it go? And I said, because I never was meant to have that baby forever. I'm just a bridge, is what I always called it. I am from this point to that point. Mm -hmm. And I get as much from it as they do. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you can hold a baby, you can't really be a whole lot closer to God than that. It's a new soul. It's innocent. And it's there for a reason so are you getting the tissues out Andy? (laughs) (laughs) i'm fine (laughs) you're crying you're crying crying. (laughs) we have uh well let's let's come back yeah let's finish this story and (laughs) we'll be back tissue break (laughs) (laughs) you're listening to coffee all right mandy bates i'm sarah golseth
this is Pastor Mark Azil, the LCMS Director of Campus Ministry and the Chancellor of LCMSU, inviting you to join us right here on Wednesdays at 2 p.m. in the Student Union. If you can't make it, Student Union is always available as a podcast at kfuo.org. Learn more about LCMSU at lcmsu.org. And remember, college is tough. You need Jesus. We'll help. Wednesday afternoon at 2 on KFUO. This is a test of the emergency alert system. This has been a test of the emergency alert system. For Wednesday's Law and Gospel, I, Tom Baker, will be conducting a funeral service about 130 miles away. However, the repeat broadcast will still be a Bible study for those who are interested in listening as groups in churches or at homes. Listen to Law and Gospel weekday mornings beginning at 9.30 on KFUO. Hi, I'm Pastor Ted Lesh, pastor at Chapel of the Cross Lutheran Church in North St. Louis County, inviting you to listen to our KFUO radio worship broadcasts on Sunday evenings at 6 o'clock. Active worship, preaching, music, and singing are part of every one of our services at Chapel. Join us Sunday nights at 6 it's one more broadcast worship opportunity for you from your friends at Chapel of the Cross and KFUO Radio. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. We found one tissue. What? Literally one in the whole studio. There's We're, a box. It one is it. National Foster Care <laughs> Month, and we are talking with our friends from Lutheran Family and Children's Services of Missouri. Uh, we have in studio today Bev Schaefer. She's foster parent coordinator and Debbie Wolf, program manager, uh, and also Suzanne Pennycook, who's been a foster parent for 30 years uh, and uh, sharing with us your story today. Just a, what a beautiful story to, to get to be that bridge, to provide that, that love and care and nurture for a child, knowing that it's for a time, but just pouring your whole heart into it and, and your resources into that that time that you have to care for that child. What have been the joys of being a foster parent, a foster family? <laughs> well, um, just enjoying it. You know, I guess I, I'm not a real sleeper type person. So. Well, that's good. <laughs> so that's because you know but uh, we the kids at that time were all in grade school like I said our youngest had just started kindergarten and it was like the little brother sister slash that they didn't get because mm. we used to get that well I want a little brother well you know that's enough we can only save so much for college you know it's um but we would have the fun. I'll get the bottle I'll hold the baby I'll you know do whatever it is you need uh and then the longer it went it was i have to go can i do that later you know and they, or they'd walk by the crib and look oh oh okay bye <laughs> so i mean the joy was just enjoying them i mean sure you probably had a baby that had colic or you had one that didn't want to sleep 
at night and or only ever. during the day. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was just so much fun. And it's kind of like um, people that walk a dog and it's a puppy. It draws a crowd. If you walk into a room with a baby, <laughs> you have a crowd. And it's like you you get there and you don't see the baby again until you leave a couple hours later. Oh, <laughs> let me hold it. Oh, please let me hold it. Mm. You know, so it it's just you also have another family, mm. uh, which I consider Lutheran and the other foster moms. And I want to bang the drum for Bev over here a little bit. When I started, Bev was a foster mom. Mm. And she was the only other foster mom in the city of St. Louis with me. And we weren't that far. Ted Drews is between us. Let's put it that way. So, um, and I got some of her babies when she had to go somewhere. And she got some of mine. And she knows how it is to have kids that get attached to your babies, which... It's not the happiest of times, but it gives you a good teaching moment with your children that we have to love people for the time they're with us. And we have no power over what happens after they're gone, mm -hmm. which is one thing I had to learn to try not to think about what they were going back to or what situation or even if it was a good situation, you'd always want to know how are they doing you know, and that was totally voluntary on the either birth parents or the uh, adoptive parents. If they wanted to keep in touch, they could. If, you know, if they weren't interested, you had to, you know, abide by their wishes. But uh, it's, I still to this day, if the phone rings and I see Lutheran on the ID, it's like, whoom, hello. <laughs> <laughs> We've always said for the foster parents, the loving and letting go, are that's the hardest thing because we want our foster parents to bond with these children, even if it is for a very short time, because that's what the babies need. But it is hard to uh, let go. Yeah, I, I can only imagine. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, so much I want to talk about. So loving them uh, while they're with you—that is such a, a a big important thing for for both both the moms and the the children. Just to know that they have that that love. I mean, they're in such a a, a rough, maybe rough situation, uh, but just to have that that community of of love around them. Uh, you mentioned letting go being being a, a hard thing. What are some of the other challenges of being a foster parent? Heading to your child's band, um, <laughs> not practice, uh, concert with a baby <laughs> and hoping they'll sleep through the whole thing. Um, having a baby in church and hoping they'll <laughs> sleep through the whole thing. Um, or not, not split up on the person uh, in behind front. you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the challenges. Um, well, I would, I would add that... Um, since we take zero to five, the it's a lot more than just babies. And so many of the families have two-year-old and a four-year-old. And so that's much different than a baby. Mm -hmm. um, and what that two-year-old and four-year-old has been exposed to is much more. And uh, the behaviors they come with, um, the experience that they've come with is much different. And so when a foster 
parent brings those kids into their home, the kids are adapting, but so is the foster family adapting to the kids and trying to make it the best that it can be. And for many of our little ones, they are getting exposed to things that they've never experienced before, you know, going to church possibly or going um you know, ice skating, or mm-hmm. it could just be anything that they've not had the opportunity to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of things, um, fortunately, in St. Louis are free, but some things cost money, and some of our um, the the biological parents just can't afford. And so, going into the foster home um, with all of those wonderful experiences and getting to do that also comes the temper tantrums and the other behaviors that are challenging because these little ones don't understand what's going on. Mm -hmm. They just know they're not with mommy, Mm -hmm. but they don't really, they're not quite old enough to really get it. Mm -hmm. They have fun and they like this new place, but they don't really understand. And so that can make it challenging too, especially at bedtime when Mm -hmm. things Mm -hmm. get quiet and then that's when they really miss mommy. Sure. So there are a lot of challenges. So being having having patience, uh, mm-hmm. it, not just yourself, but the whole family too, having patience with that, uh, you know, with the, with the child and and the circumstances as well that that may arise because they're kind of unusual or extreme circumstances. Let's talk a little bit about the uh, the preparation and the training um, that that goes into becoming a, a, poster, a foster parent. Um, both the uh, the the Lutheran um, like the the respite um, voluntary as well as the the training that that goes into um, the children's division as well. Let's talk about that. Well, let's talk about some of the training that 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 you went through, uh, Suzanne. Tell us a little bit about learning to be a foster parent. Um, you rely on everybody. <laughs> uh, you turn no one down if they've got offering help. Um, we twice a year have a workshop, they call it, which I call it fellowship because you're with all the other foster moms, but you have speakers and you learn um, CPR. You learn how to get that car seat on that child, whether they want it or not, mm-hmm. you know, um, and uh, we, we try to do many um, different types of speakers and training that we that will apply to our children. I mean, black hair care is a is a big deal. You, you know, to know about how to do black hair care and child development and trauma. Most of these children have been through all types of trauma, so we have special training on that. Um, the beginning training, I think, uh, Suzanne talked about that as far as criminal record checks and physicals, and um, you have to have references and. We come out to the home several times, and so that's the licensing process. But then you have to have ongoing training that um, they have to, our foster parents have to have um, every year. So we try to have two workshops every year. So, And what about the training for the, the children's division? So it the home study itself is very similar, but um, the, what, the families go are going through even prior to starting the home study is called STARS and it is um, 27 hours of training. It's usually a weeknight for three hours at a time for nine weeks mm-hmm. and um, it's 
it's really, really good, and it's really important to have that training because being a foster parent for older kids is not everybody's cup of tea. And a lot of times people think that if you just love these kids, um, then that's all they need. Well, that isn't all they need. Um, Like Bev said, with the trauma that they've been exposed to comes a, a lot of different things. And so their parents sometimes weed themselves out by going through that 27-hour training because it really shows you what might happen. Mm -hmm. It doesn't say that because we have kids in foster care that it's a smooth transition and they do fabulous. But for most kids, there's going to be a honeymoon period and then there's going to be um, a challenging period because, again, they're trying to figure out what in the heck is going on mm-hmm. and why am I here? And um, even if, they, if they're old enough to kind of understand what happened, they still want to be with their mom or their dad or their grandma, whoever was taking care of them. That's who they want to be with. And they might know that it's dangerous, but that's all they know. Mm-hmm. So they don't know the other side. We're just about out of time. I want to share any opportunities that you have coming up uh, to to learn about or, or take that next step to becoming a, a foster parent, whether it's for the voluntary or the, the children's division. Opportunities that are coming up? Well, they can call Lutheran anytime. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have an intake worker, Jenny, who will gladly can uh, steer them in either direction. So they can call 787-5100 and ask for Jenny, and she'll make sure that she gets them into training or gets whatever people connected. 314-787-5100, is that right? That's correct. And Bev would be the one doing your home study if if you decide to do the zero to five kids, the respite voluntary um, that we have. And Bev is excellent. And she, will, she would be the Absolutely. one that, to walk you through it step by step. Thank you so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank I'm you Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere.